0: table it's a show about ham radio and shortwave listening and uh, we welcome you tonight if you're uh, if you've joined us there on video and watching and if you're out there on a shortwave listening to the shortwave listener uh, we're glad you found us and um, we're on the same spot uh, every week Uh, we're on wbcq every thursday for two hours on thursday uh, afternoon five to seven p.m eastern time and of course, you can tune in to our live video show here uh, at W five KUB every Tuesday night, eight o'clock p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you will, hey, hit the. Uh, let me see. I got a bunch of buttons. I got to hit here. If you will, hit the uh, subscribe button. We'd like to. Uh, we'd like to get you to subscribe. Let me see if I can help you out there. The subscribe button should be right down here somewhere. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I hope it is. Hit that subscribe button. It helps us out a whole lot. Uh, and please join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB. W5KUB. We've got over 13,000 hams and show of listeners and electronic uh, enthusiasts in here. So, um, hey, we got a lot of a lot of things going tonight. Exciting night. Just a bunch of different things. Man, oh man, uh, I'm excited about tonight. Uh, uh, right before the show, I met a person and. Uh, uh, man, I, I feel like he's a friend from way back, but we just met. And uh, I want to—I'm going to say hello to Benjamin Harrison on here. He's in here, Ben uh, ASP K29. K29 was his—I guess his call or his position number, his car, whatever he went by. Arkansas State Police. I'm going to talk more about that. Glenn and I both kind of got hooked on watching the. Arkansas State Police chases—they're on—they're on YouTube and they are wild. I'm talking—I'm talking 150 mile an hour chases down the interstate uh, everywhere. You know, gee whiz. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that a little later there. Um, and uh, of course, I'm from Arkansas, so I feel kind of close to these guys here. But uh, hello, Ben. Ben is kg 5 uh, ruy Pencil Bluff, Arkansas, that's over on the western side of the state there, uh, west of Little Rock, uh, kind of over in the neighborhood where I went to uh, Arkansas Tech over that way, uh, I was a little north of him there, and uh, he's now retired, but uh, man, oh man, Woo wee glad we found uh, Ben tonight. All right, so, uh, what am I missing, Glenn? What's, what's going on, Glenn? Oh, woo, I'm, I'm so, everything. Glenn, I'm so excited, man, I, I can't, you know, whoo. Well, it looks like you've been, you know, caught up in
1: a thresher or something. Oh, with your cheeks
0: there. Let me let me address that. Just, I, I'll address. If you really want to know what happened in a nuclear power plant, you'll have to watch the show last week. Uh, I explained this right here. Uh, but uh, just to let everybody know. Hey, I, you know, I had some real light uh, redness on the cheeks. I, I mean, very small. I, I wasn't worried about it, but uh, it could turn into precancer uh so uh my dermatologist said uh take this uh take this uh chemo cream and rub it on there and uh it'll it'll take care of it so guys what was almost nothing spot turns out like two headlights on right now i I tell you now i finished my medicine i finished it i think it's going to get worse for the next couple days it's a little sore feels like bees stinging me right now kind of around the edges but uh I've watched videos on this, and in about a week, this ought to be cleared up where it looks normal. That's what I'm hoping. Anyway, well, back you to know, you. know they made a movie about that
1: you. in the late 70s called The Incredible Melting Man? The Melting
0: Man, so yeah. I'd be a
1: little yeah. concerned about that.
0: Well, they contacted me to see if I wanted to play that in a remake, and yeah, I told them the no. Because yeah. I, I can't take this medicine twice, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you got your shack set up?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. Finally, yeah, I'll show you. I finally got it all put back together. Everything's cabled in. Still have to dress up the wires and stuff, but yeah, we've got everything in place, ready to, to play and use and whatnot. And just as we were talking, I'm targeting retirement real soon now. Um, yeah. I think I'm lo- really looking at like April 1st. So when I turn in my official notice, they're going to wonder if it's real or not. But uh, that's kind of where I'm heading. And uh, going to start playing with this stuff. Well,
0: I'm just wondering, yeah, when are you going to have time to do it? Now, you go, you're leaving. You're going out of town next week. Uh, actually, or- I'm going out of town tomorrow. Oh. I am going
1: down to the Orlando Ham Fest, uh, Hamcation, and uh, actually going to meet up with a friend um, on Thursday, and we're going to drive down to the Kennedy Space Center, spend the day down there and play tourist, and then come back for the, the Ham <coughs> Fest itself. And I actually have about 50 pounds of extra room in my bag and carry-on, so I can buy lots of good stuff. And uh, I'm also going to be doing um, my Arduino forum, my all brand new one, um, and it's actually newer than the one I did in Huntsville. And um, going to be doing that one uh, was it uh, Friday at 12:45 down there in Orlando. So. I'm really looking forward to this trip. I mean, we had the ice storm and stuff last week, yep. and yep. it was just horrible. And I'm like, it's supposed to be 80 on Thursday. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to
0: go. Hey, we didn't have any power outage during the ice storm or anything. Two days later, I had a four hour outage that morning. Man. Yeah. I
1: had about a hour and a half outage yeah. a couple days later as well. I saw them, they were working across the street. And I don't know if they had a tree across the lines they had to chop up or whatever, but they did uh, have to drop the power to, to do the work. But fortunately, everything here is on battery backup. So yeah. I got everything shut down, clean, and no harm, no foul. Everything's mm. good.
0: Well, I, I got to run on a new home generator. So we ran four there more hours. Go. So uh, in the past year now, I've run about 20 hours. So, uh, you know, I'm down to about $200 an hour operating expense right now. So you know, the more I can use it, the cheaper it gets. So, you know, I'm, yep. I'm hoping for another outage.
1: <laughs> yeah, hoping for an outage. Well, you can have it because I was just like, this is crazy. I did have to get out in it. I think it was uh, Thursday to help a friend. And it was just like, no, no, I'm, I'm going back home. I'm going inside now. You know, they, they had to work at FedEx, so I had to help them get their car going.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, very good. Very good, man. All right. Hey, I see a new person in the chat room. My son's brought Daryl in, KC5JAR, down in Texas. So uh, shout out to uh, Daryl down here in Texas. He's watching the show for the first time. And again, if you just tuned in, guys, you need to say hello to my best buddy. He's retired now, so he really can't help me out a whole lot. Say hello to uh, Ben A. ASPK29 in a chat room. He's a retired Arkansas State Police, man. Let me tell you. Since chills up me oh, man, I love those guys. Okay. All right. Well, anything else, Glenn? No, I'm pretty much all, all right. good. I
1: mean, I am just ready to head out to the airport first thing in the morning and get away from this cold, crazy weather and get down there where it's supposed to be nice and sunny in the 80s most of the week.
0: All right, man. Hey, it was 71 here in the shade today.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, it was so nice. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Wow, yeah. 71. All right. Hey, Rich, let's go over to Rich, the the managing editor of uh, CQ Magazine. Uh, Rich, it was 71 in the shade here today. What, how is it up there in New Jersey,
2: <laughs> man? Well, Today, it, it was uh, just in the 40s, but uh, yesterday it was over 50, and the rest of the week I think it's supposed to get up over 50, even close to 60 so we're uh not that far behind yeah. you we've been i don't know if it's fortunate or not but uh we've had zero snow here so far you yeah. know you know some some flurries a little bit that stuck on the ground uh into last week um but no no real measurable amount of snow yet well rain, I, you know
0: so I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to think about you guys up there. Now we did have a major snowstorm here a week ago. We got about an eighth of an inch. Man, it was tough. <laughs> oh man, it yeah, was horrible. I bet it was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you guys up there. You know, you don't seem to worry about nothing, man. I don't. You know, what's the deal? If it
2: gets eight foot deep, you just drive through it. Yeah, basically, you just you know, clear away what you can and drive on top of what you can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. We we had this weather's been really weird because Friday night into Saturday morning it was outrageously cold. Uh, Saturday morning when I got up, thermometer here said three point nine degrees, huh. and oh. then on Monday it was sixty or fifty. Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah. Really very strange weather. Oh,
0: um. Yeah. All right. Well, look. Other Peyton, than that, we're let's... good. Let's jump into CQ Magazine and let's find out what's uh, coming up next month. Uh, I'm real excited and uh, interested, and uh, tell us about it. Well, since I missed
2: last week, next month is this month.
0: Oh, that's right, it is. (laughs)
2: That's right. So here's the February issue, and it gives you a preview right on the cover of what I'm going to talk about here. We're going to start out with the the voices of some young hams. The uh, Intrepid DX Group has a... Dream Rig Essay Contest that they sponsor every year. And this topic this year was how amateur radio factors in my career. And we're pleased to present the three winning essays from the contest. And the, the, I'm amazed. I really am amazed. The top winner of the contest, um, Maria Polianska, the E3 OMV, is 12 years old and she does not write like a 12 year old uh her oh, wow. writing is incredible and what she has to say is incredible so i <clears throat> once again am uh, very optimistic about our future being in the hands of, of young hams like uh maria and uh the other uh winners of this contest and just you know the other young hams that i have the opportunity to have contact with over the course of of a given year. Uh, We also have, as it says again on the cover, a mini antenna special. We've got only three of them on the cover, or four of them, but uh, we've got like six or seven antenna-related articles here. Uh, We start out with the Little Boy and Fat Man, which if uh, you're a student of World War II, you know are the names that were given to the two atomic bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. the author, who was born in Hiroshima three months before the bomb was dropped, uh, has repurposed those names for much more peaceful uses and built uh, two portable antennas that he's uh, dubbed "Little Man and "Little Boy and Fat Man." Um, our second antenna story is a continuation of the part two of three the continuing anticlimactic adventures of the perverted V" by N2EWS. A really fun group of stories here about uh, how he managed to get a reasonably functional antenna working in his uh, homeowner association, restricted uh, condo. So it's, uh, he's, he's a very good writer, which helps. We also have a piece by W9CJS titled, A Mag Loop? You have to be kidding. That's how he started out, but uh, he became a convert to uh, magnetic loop antennas and tells us about it here. In our learning curve column, uh, Ron, KO0Z, has some antennas for 10 meters because, as we all know, Cycle 25 is heating up and 10 meters is, is coming back to life big, big way. And every ham with a license has privileges on 10 meters. Uh, voice ncw so getting on 10 meters and working dx is uh there's no ham in the united states who does not have the privileges to do that and i strongly encourage you to try it if you haven't it's a wonderful band um our qrp columnist a8sma has some qrp antenna system tips our antenna editor wa5vjb has a column about rubber duckies this month. And uh, then we've got one on what happens after the signal leaves the antenna. This is a really fascinating study on trees and high-frequency RF interactions. And the uh, two authors here, W3DIY and G3WRT, have basically determined that close-in trees not only introduce signal loss, which is pretty well known, but they also change the polarization and radiation patterns of your antenna. So uh, really, really fascinating article on the interactions between antennas and trees, particularly verticals. Um, And our last antenna article is about not antennas. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's our mobiling column. We have a new mobiling editor as of this issue, uh, John Mm -hmm. Kitchens, NS6X. He's uh, filling Jeff Reinhardt's shoes. Jeff has been writing two columns for us for the past 20 years, uh, both Mobiling and Magic in the Sky. So he's decided to back off to just one of them and he's gonna continue doing Magic in the Sky. And we've passed along the Mobiling column to John NS6X. And one of the things he's writing about is his brand new Ford F-150 pickup, which he figured would be a perfect spot for all sorts of great antennas Till he discovered that all the exposed metal is aluminum, and he can't put a mag mount on it. So he's still working with his uh, dealer and uh, the four technical people on the best way to uh, ways to install radios and antennas on the truck. Moving away from antennas for a minute, we've got the results of the 25th CQ Worldwide Fox Hunting Weekend, which was held last spring, and a project article on building a fox hunt variable attenuator you know if you're on a hidden transmitter hunt and you're getting close to the fox a lot of times the signal is going to be overwhelming your receiver and it's very hard to get a bearing on where it is so you want to be able to put an attenuator in the line to to hold down the signal and this is a nice article on one way of doing that and uh, it gives you variable levels as well which is is big help and our dx column which in any other issue probably would have been up front here Um, but there's so much other cool stuff um it's on a de-expedition to the andaman islands uh, back in april and may of last year uh, by it's a vu4w it was a one-man de-expedition by yl2gm it wasn't planned that way. He was uh, going to have some of the local VU hams with him, but they were had to cancel out at the last minute, so he ended up doing the uh, whole expedition on his own. Um, And we followed that up with a CQ classic from the, what issue here? Let's see, 2005, about the first de-expedition to the Andaman Islands, which happened to occur just around the time, if you you may remember it, the uh, 2004, a huge earthquake and tsunami that just ravaged uh, the Andaman Islands. And uh, this de-expedition was there and on the air and instantly switched from de-expedition mode to disaster mode. And for quite a while provided the only communications off of the islands and uh, within the islands as well so it's uh it was a great amateur radio public service story then and shows the value of the practice that you get doing the expeditions and things like that um and uh so we've got that as rcq classic for the month the wpx season starts this month uh, the WPX RIDI contest is at uh, the end of February, then the single sideband WPX contest at the end of March, and the CW weekend in May. So we have our annual WPX crossword puzzle to get things started. KZT, KHZT, who is our Ham Radio Explorer columnist, uh, does these puzzles. All the answers are call signs or close to it. It's a lot of fun to try to do uh, different prefixes and things. Um, WB9YBM is continuing his three-part series on how to get the most out of your scanner or your scanning ham rig, either one. Uh, This month's article is on frequency organization and the best way to to set up your banks of memories to uh, have things easily accessible when you want to listen to them, say you want to listen to the Arkansas State Police, for example, and you're within range, then uh, you want to be able to quickly find where those frequencies are. And uh, he's got a a good method here for categorizing different things and for rating of of different frequencies that he's listening to as he's uh, trying to figure out what's where. In our math notes column this month, WA2NDM has some simple RF circuits. He's got an uh, ultra-simple field strength meter and a 1-watt RF power meter but that you can build out of a minimum of parts. And uh, that's part of a series that he is uh, continuing with on uh, simple test equipment that you can easily put together and build. In the Listening Post column for our shortwave listeners, uh, we've got a report on WRMI now relaying the voice of Mongolia and uh, a bunch of other interesting little items. And, uh, of course, our listener logs. In our Emergency Communications column this month, K3PFW writes about practicing MCOM skills at non-MCOM events. Uh, basically public service events like uh, races and bike runs and things like that Uh, how to hone your skills by providing community service at events like this in our kit building column k0neb as a static free project on uh, building an fm stereo receiver which is a great beginner project if you're teaching people about soldering and kit building and uh, doesn't even have to tune the handbands to get people started. And uh, moving toward the back of the issue, we've got our VHF plus column, and uh, for DTF is writing about scatter modes from planes to rains and uh, off of airplanes. If you live along a flight path for someplace, and that's called airplane scatter. And then up at ten gigahertz, you can do rain scatter because the rain droplets are the size, they're basically a quarter wavelength at 10 gigahertz, Mm. uh, big rain droplets and they act like dipole antennas and they will re-radiate your signal and greatly expand your range on on what is supposed to be just a very local line of sight band. And you can work all sorts of cool DX um, on 10 gigs with Rain Scatter. It's just, it's, I I love propagation and the whole, everything about it that we are still learning and don't really know and what you can do on different bands that you're not supposed to be able to do. It's one of our great things in ham radio is playing with things and doing things that are impossible because you didn't know they were impossible, so you did it anyway. Back to the issue, our awards column uh takes a look at the uh, Street Key Century Clubs, Worked All States, and Rag Chew Awards. It's good to have uh, an award for rag chewing. We've got uh, a lot of people who are uh, just into making contacts and moving on and making contacts and moving on. And we seem to be losing the art of conversation. In fact, that's the topic of my editorial for this issue is uh, – Exactly that, losing the art of conversation on the air and encouraging more rag chewing um, in addition to just, you know, working countries for more wallpaper. That's great. We love it. We issue wallpaper. We uh, sponsor the world's biggest contest. I have nothing against contests or DXing or working de-expeditions, but uh, in balance, we need to also continue to, to have our tradition of rag chewing stay alive. Speaking of contests, our contesting column, we'll wrap up with this one, as uh, you prepare for the February WPX ready contest by optimizing your contest exchanges. N3QE has uh, some tips on keeping your exchanges short and getting the maximum amount of information into the fewest number of characters that you send. And uh, he's going to follow that up in March with an analysis of uh, the most frequently made mistakes in contest exchanges, which is a really amazing piece of uh, statistical analysis. He's, he's fantastic at that and can really give you a lot of very practical help in maximizing your scores. And, you know, a lot of the tips that he gives you are, they're focused on contest, but they really apply broadly in terms of getting solid information across accurately and quickly. And that's you know, so much of, of what we're about. So that is basic wrap up. There's a lot more in the issue that uh, I didn't pull out of my folder, and but it's all in here, every single page. <laughs> Something there <laughs> for everybody. And uh, it is hopefully Everybody who is a subscriber has it in their hands now, either the print edition or the digital edition. Uh, That's uh, basically it for now, and we're in the process of wrapping up March, so that'll be uh, heading to the printer very soon, too. Yeah, we're
0: going to see you again real soon. This is a short month.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You'll be back with us here real soon here. Hey, thanks a lot, And, and, yeah, hey, you're right on with about that 10 meter, and... Every license has that capability to use voice now on, on 10 meters, and it is hot. You know. Yeah, yep, I remember.
2: Was, Go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, it has always been <coughs> my favorite band, uh, with some competition from six on occasion. But uh, overall, yep. 10 meters has always been my favorite band. One of the things I love about it when it's open is that you can just watch the propagation move from east to west during the course of a day. It's just so cool
3: yeah
1: yeah i agree i really really enjoy 10 and 6 but i remember back i want to say in the early 80s late 70s when the sunspot cycle was up um you know everybody had the converted uh, CB radios in their cars working five watts on 10 meter mobile and you're working the whole world from the car and you just don't know where you're gonna <clears throat> get you know in that particular time of day going to or from work and i just i loved it i've really really loved it i'm dying to do that in the car
0: now all yeah,
2: right it is a great band
0: well hey rich thank you thank you uh, so much uh feel free to stick around with us and take part in the show tonight we got some new products coming up here let's see I... yeah yeah that, that's the new soldering gun i just recently got uh Oh, that's the balloon takedown
1: version, isn't that's,
0: it? That's uh, that's a, uh, We'll talk a little about that a little later there, but you know, I think that's a good product right here. I'm, I'm trying it out, and so far, I can solder. I can solder like four hundred yards away with it. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: But, uh, yeah, uh, let me talk that's about great for fixing things.
0: your antennas without taking them down. That's right. Amen. I don't even have to climb up in a tree. If you got this, you don't have to climb a tower. Uh, it's very accurate you know 45 feet up uh, even 100 feet up man you just zero in there with the crosshairs and you know you you make your repairs right there Uh, yeah well that uh, ice
1: uh, storm wiped out my cobweb so i got to get up there and rehang it and stuff so yeah i need that
0: all right well all right we got a lot of little things tonight to talk about we'll have some fun tonight on uh things like that, and give you an update on my satellite station and some other things that we got going tonight and you know hey one of the big things one of the big things is a china balloon it is making so much
2: news that it's i don't know man uh first time i heard about that my first thought was not one of yours is it
1: yeah well yeah, I was afraid that, that <coughs> KW5GP had
0: popped back up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Argentina may have took yours down here uh, last month, man. I mean, the yeah, disappeared yeah. last month. We don't know when they get shot down. They just quit talking to us. You know. I'll tell you, <laughs> if you shoot one of these down, you're doing pretty good because the whole thing, I mean, hey, hey, here's the tracker right there.
1: Yeah. If you I mean, shoot that, that, that down tiny. at sixty
0: thousand feet, you done really good, man. you done real good. good, yeah. The blues the blue's a lot much bigger, you know, so oh man. So anyway, the China balloon, you know, I oh man. You know, we don't know what's going on, but You gotta you gotta think I don't have to. I was gonna say you gotta think that the Air Force you got to think that the Air Force knew what they were doing, but since I left 50 years ago, I'm not so sure they knew what they were doing, okay? Well, you
1: know, some of the claims I'm hearing is that thing was steerable. How are you going to steer a balloon like that?
0: Well... I I don't know. It could have some propellers on it. It had plenty of power up there. Did you see the solar cells on that sucker? Holy cow. It had as much as the space station. It had some power to it up there. That's enough power right there to run several homes right there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I can't tell from here. It may have had some some type of uh, 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 fans or propellers. I
2: I read somewhere that it had a propeller and could be steered.
0: Yeah. And also, also, you know... uh, there was a pretty big payload. It's very possible they could have let uh, let gas out and put gas in to change the the altitude. You know how hot air balloons can can go places by, by going up to a certain level and, and getting a wind and going a certain direction, and when they want to go somewhere else, they, they find another altitude. So, you know, I mean, it's possible. I, I wouldn't say that's the best way to steer something, to tell you the truth, but... Um, uh, you know, it probably had some little steering to it. Now, uh, you know, uh, you know, the Air Force says, you know, they did everything so uh, what they couldn't get any intelligence. I, I'm not sure I believe that. You know, I think all they basically could do is cover up stuff on the ground with tarps so they couldn't see it. That's what they did. You know, uh, there there is some speculation that I'm starting to see here. Different engineers are talking. That thing had a very large boom on it. If you look yeah. at this, it had a very long boom on it, and it had—it looked like it had some type of antennas on each end of that. And there's some speculation that that might, could be, like, uh, ground-penetrating radar. And, you know, I, I'm not sure how good ground-penetrating radar is from a satellite. That's a long ways away. But you get closer to the ground, I would think you could penetrate the ground better. Uh, there's probably things to see under the ground, tunnels and stuff like that. You know that maybe you wouldn't see otherwise. So I, I don't know. You know, uh, you know. I watched the video of them shooting it down, and I was a little disappointed. I mean, Glenn, you know, you and I, we're balloon experts, okay? I don't think they knew exactly what they were doing. They took that missile. They did take the. They did take the warhead out of the missile. Explosive. But it looks like to me the missile hit the payload dead center, and it looks like to me the payload just disintegrated.
3: Yeah. I would yeah, like
0: that... to, well, first of all, guys, let me tell you, a Sidewinder missile costs $399,500. I was that's going a, to say, that was an expensive takedown. That's a, side, that's a Sidewinder did. missile, $399,000. Now, if you take a 40 millimeter shell. That costs $27. Now, here, here's the way. I, if I was in charge, see, I've, I've been out for 50 years. Uh, I, you know, I'm old school. What I would have told the pilot would be to put one shell through the balloon and puncture it. And that way, it would have deflated. Our experiences on balloons, when they, they get a hole in them, they, they deflate slowly and they come down slowly. That would probably have saved the payload. Yeah, but, then but, they could
1: have done something with it instead of having to you know, put all the I pieces think,
0: back. Yeah, I think we really should. And we didn't know what's in that payload. You know, they're talking like, eh, it's nothing that's going to bother It's nothing they can't get from satellite. Well, I don't know. And here's the reason I don't know. I think there's technology out there that we don't even know about yet that other people could have. I'm sure we have some they don't have. they got some we don't have. It'd be nice to find out what that is, you know. Hey, what if we got a crypto unit out of there that encrypts their messages intact and it wasn't blown all to pieces? And we might could understand their crypto, uh, the, the way they uh, encrypt messages and stuff. You know? But no, we had to blow it all to bits and pieces and put it at the bottom of the ocean. So I would have brought it down on land. I'd have brought it down slowly, as slow as possible, and I would have recovered it there. And try to uh, try to see what was in that thing. Yeah, now, exactly. now they're going to be piecing. Now they're going to be. Pie- oh, I got a transistor here, and oh, here's a diode. You know, uh, yeah, we're not sure what this is, but no. yeah. you know, what is this thing? I, we know, got about I a
1: quarter know. of it. I don't know.
0: You know, no, we don't we don't know what's in there. Man, there could have been two platoons of uh, Chinese soldiers in that sucker. We don't yeah. know what's anything. Yeah,
1: but they don't fly ants. You know, they fly mosquitoes or something like that.
0: There but, could have been you know, a, there could have been a can of a uh, COVID in there that you know they're yeah. going to drop somewhere. I don't know. But
1: uh, Earl in the chat room is saying that they use satellite-based ground-penetrating radar to find lost cities in the desert on the Silk Road. They do. If you re- they, they, if they Do you remember?
0: But, yeah. But but Glenn, that's under the uh, that's under the uh, uh, vegetation. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm talking about ground-penetrating radar that can go underground.
1: Yeah. but if you remember back in the mercury and gemini and even apollo era they had some military launches and they actually made a show about this on gordon cooper's flight that uh he had some special surveillance gear and he was using it to find uh sunken treasure ships throughout around the world so they've had that technology for a while so who's to say what uh was on there, and Earl is saying, "Yes, underground, under the sand, with his stuff." So it was yeah. GPR. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay. But while we're talking about this, let me back step up into some of the stuff Rich talked about, and that was the uh, the voices of the Young Hams and the Ham Career. I got my license when I was fifteen, and that totally influenced everything. That i did in my entire career uh mm-hmm. i got into the electronics <clears throat> field at age 17 18 hit the ground running and it was a ham radio and the knowledge that i got through ham radio that really you know started me off on my career because i understood the electronics they can build and design things and i would built my own Heath kit rigs <clears throat> and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that definitely was a huge starter for me mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, thinking back about the balloon, you know, they probably had some type of communication with it, but. Oh, they probably bounced it off their satellites. But, you know, you know, you know, uh, just somehow trying to jam that seem like. Oh, they had a simple.
1: They had a simpler method than that. They were using Elon Musk's satellites, you yeah, know, the satellite you know, link stuff, I and mean, they had an internet account. Know, my question,
0: my it. question, been to the Air Force General. Okay, so you you are jamming your frequency, right? Uh, what if they're recording this, and they're going to play it back later when they get over England? That they've already got our information, you know. So, I mean, there's well, I, there's a lot of questions. So I don't know. Well,
1: here's the bigger
0: question. When did they first notice it, and why did they let it get where it was? Because they said it was no threat. Uh, you know, there's so many stories. There's just so many stories out there about this. There was no threat, and we we're watching it. And we learned a whole lot more about it by watching it instead of shooting it down. Well, uh, I, I'm I'd not have so shot sure. it down and taken it apart later. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. You know, and you know, hey, hey, let me tell you something. Well, I think I. I Maybe the FBI won't be knocking on my door, but my, my last year overseas, uh, I was in a security service, and we flew a drone to intercept and collect information. We, we flew a drone over the Yellow Sea between North Korea and China. They knew it was out there. They would launch planes and try to shoot it down, but they never caught it. But that that drone, it was a jet drone, actually, and it was about to, I, I, I imagine... Well, it was bigger than my pickup truck, all right? But it, it couldn't land like drones land today. And um, we would send two helicopters out with hooks on them to bring that thing back. It would, it would come back. It would open a parachute. Uh, uh, helicopter one would hook it and bring it back to the base. And uh, the next day, it would go out again. Uh, but, uh, heck, I don't know. Somebody said, what's a 40-millimeter uh, shell? What's the range? I don't know, but... Uh, Let me tell you. You know, there's controversy about the actual, actual uh, altitude. They say sixty thousand, but they say it was as low as thirty thousand at one point. I heard rumors that it was around forty-eight thousand over the U.S. Um, I would think a a plane could get close enough to get within, um, you know, what maybe. Ten thousand feet, twenty thousand feet from it. I think. Uh, I think a shell will go. To, I think a shell will go that far. You know. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So. Yeah. yeah I They're maybe, saying I'm the range
1: wrong. of a forty millimeter shell is about twenty-two hundred meters. Twenty-two hundred. Uh, huh? So that's about four thousand yards or thereabouts. Yeah,
0: I don't know, but I think they could. I think they could have. Why didn't they shoot the missile through the balloon then? don't shoot the payload with it shoot the missile through the balloon you know i tell you the pilot he was dead on man he he uh, he he must have had the crosshairs right on the payload because video i the video i'm looking at man it 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 hit it hit the payload
1: yeah, yeah. well it may have been you know whatever little heat that it was putting out it's it, it Locked well, on there because the balloon probably wasn't... The sidewinder,
0: the, the, the new sidewinders aren't totally heat-seeking.
1: Not totally? They okay. have
0: infrared and a lot of other things they use on there. In fact, they even took the pay the, the explosive payload out of this one uh before they shot it. And, uh of course, I don't know. There's also rumors that the thing could have been booby-trapped to explode. So That's
1: the other maybe, thing they were worried about. That may be why they took out the electronics, is they were worried yeah, it could do I mean, something. I don't know. Well, you know, anyway. and that may be why they waited for the ocean as well.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. We'll probably never know the real story here. You know, probably won't Oh, know. we will once they declassify it. Well, I don't everything. know if in we'll know the real 60, story. Seventy years. I don't know if we'll know the real story or not. <clears throat> oh man, you know what? The thing could have had specially trained ants in it. Yeah. Why not? We don't know, man. We just don't know. <laughs> i wonder how long an ant can hold its breath underwater <clears throat> i don't know <clears throat> man all right well let me check it off my list i'll get that on my go. system man get that well
1: one my- more thing that rich hit on was the d de- expedition yeah and that's something i have always wanted to do but if i do a d de- expedition it's going to have to be the glamping style where i'm sitting on the The deck of some you know beach house you know out on like santa lucia or something like that you know have the dipoles strung up between the palm trees and and whatnot and you know just you know sitting there with a fan blowing on me and all of this you know so that's that's my Mm -hmm. idea of a a d expedition so these folks that go on the real ones have my undying you know admiration and stuff for what these people can do
2: well, the VU-4WD expedition that we have in, in this was, was close to that. He's in a, a nice hotel and, uh, you know, he's using their conference room for his uh, oh, no. shack and stuff like that. So that was close to that. It's yeah. <clears throat> uh, n- nowhere near what's going on right now on Bouvet. With, uh, no, 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 no. 3Y0J, and, you know, they're not sure how long they're going to be able to stay there because the weather is just so horrible. Um so yeah. yeah, there's a big difference. But you know, these one man D expeditions with uh reasonably decent accommodations are getting to be very popular. I'd love to do that.
0: You know, Glenn, probably the best D expedition we're gonna get on is do a Walmart parking lot on the air. <laughs> you know? That might be kinda exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, or you know, maybe uh Dollar Tree or Dollar Generals on the air.
0: Well I don't I don't think they have that yet, but they do have Walmart. Walmart parking lot. Yeah, they yeah, have the Walmart
1: air. parking lots on the that's, air. That's Absolutely. a
0: real. Uh, that's the real deal. And you know, just think about it. You've probably got a nice street light pole there. You know, with light. Yeah. We could throw a dipole over that. You know, and I mean, that's that's what our club actually
1: does at one
0: yeah. of the uh, schools
1: when we do our portable <laughs> ops for like the CUSO party. <laughs> is we actually shoot uh, wires over the the lights in the parking lot and yeah. uh, hang dipoles that way.
0: All right, let's do this. Let's take just a one-minute break, two-minute break, and come back. And, uh, boy, got a lot of stuff here to talk about tonight. Boy, this is going to be a fun night, man. We'll be, we'll be right back. Cabin Fever, spring into the new year with ICOM. ICOM's newest amateur FM transceiver is the IC-V3500, and it's ready to hit the road with whatever you're doing. With a compact body and simple interface, this radio is a must for those looking for a long-range mobile with a fresh look. The ICT-10 is a rugged portable that meets or exceeds standard military testing. With an IP67 waterproof rating, the ICT-10 can withstand any field activities ahead. Hear any transmission and listen to FM broadcasts with a loud 1.5-watt speaker. The IC705 is a perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. It's a portable package. It covers HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at just over 2 pounds with an RF direct sampling. Most of the HF bands and I have sampling. The ID5100A is innovation and mobility taken to the next level. Designed from user input, the ID5100 offers an intuitive user interface experience with an industry-leading touchscreen display. Additionally, the ID5100 connects with Android devices and Bluetooth headsets via the optional Bluetooth module. The ID5100A is one of the most advanced dual band mobiles on the market today. And last but not least is the ID52A. It's a VHF-UHF dual bander with D-Star and FM dual mode functions and is the first handheld amateur radio with a full color 2.3 inch waterfall display. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D Star simplex repeater regional and worldwide calls over the D Star Internet Gateway. Visit slash amateur for more information on ICOM radio. Sorry about that wrong button. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, got something here fun I want to show you. It's almost magic. I want to show you something. Change the camera here. All right. You ever get in a situation where you have a power cord and got a big old plug on the end, and it's under a handle or something, and you can't get it out, and the other end is permanently attached to a fifty-pound device? And how do you get that plug out? So I built a little. Uh, mock-up here of a handle you might see this it's just a I took a board got a little board I've got a little rod across here a couple of little plastic L brackets and um, I'm going to show you how to get this cord out all right now look now right here this is what I'm talking about See, yeah, I've got this I've got the cord under hey this plug is under that handle you see that right there? And it won't come through. You can't get it through the handle. Now, I'm going to show you how to get that cord out from under that handle. Now, this this cord here is real old, it's stiff, and it's, it's hard to, uh, it's not very flexible. So, what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to use like a, a, a power pack with a little bit smaller wire so i can demonstrate it easier for you
1: i just so, use a pair of wire cutters cut it no, in half and no. slice it back
0: we can't use wire cutters can't use wire cutters so sure i can well let's say you don't I have can... any wire cutters and let, let's say teeth. the wire is made out of uh kryptonite most of my well, wires here
1: superman i won't slow me down
0: my yeah well what i won't slow you you say you are superman
1: I'm not Superman. Oh. Kryptonite has no effect on me.
0: Well, that's true, but it's it's a tough metal too. Okay, yeah. so here we go. I got a little video I put together. I want to show you how I can get that plug out from under that uh, that handle without cutting the plug off. I'm going to show you this. So let's let's, let's pull here. I've, I've, I've recorded it twice so you can watch it twice. All right. So let's see. Watch this right here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right, here we go. Watch closely, guys. Watch closely. Wait a minute. Are we? Yeah. Well, Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Something's going yeah, on you here. You recorded this in the dark, so we can't Something's see the. trick. Something's going on here.
1: Yeah, you're doing this so we can't see the
0: trick, and you're yeah, gonna I, have I did it light, in the dark. You're have it out I, did from you guys? The bar. Did, did you guys see how that worked? I got it right. What's wrong with my? Damn. All right, let me see if I can load this video again. I want you to see this video. I want you to see this. What in the world is going on here?
2: Right, you're showing. Ha- hang on. Hang on. Let me see if I can.
0: Hang on. Let me see if I can get it again. Let me, let me load the video again. Okay, guys. I want to show it's you something I learned. You know, we're always getting a uh, power Okay, that looks like it's going to play. All right. The vacuum cleaner Yeah, it's playing right stuff, now. And, uh, All right. You're not hearing any audio, but we uh, everybody get else so, in right, I built a little this. Uh, jig right here. I've built this little jig here that represents like a handle or something. Okay, and this could be like on top of your uh, uh, vacuum cleaner or whatever. But I, and we're going to use this little power pack in this cord. I'm going to show you how to get this power pack out from under this handle. Now, if you notice, it will not go under there. And I am not going to bring this in back under there. So we're going to take this off here. We're going to take it off with just some trickery. So let me see if I can show you how to do this. So what we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to pull this back a little bit right here, and we're going to make, we're going to make a loop like this. All right, so we got a loop like this, and see, we're still all tangled up here. I'm going to put the loop underneath here. I'm going to put the loop underneath the handle, and I'm just going to take the plug here and stick it through from the bottom right there. All right. Now that's all it takes to get this cord untangled and off the handle. Watch this. how do you like that? Magic. All right, we're going to we're going to do it again. Magic. Magic. All right. Let's do it again. Okay, we're going to look at this a second time, but we're going to go through slow. Motion. Is it slow enough for you guys? Okay, here we go. You notice we're around a handle or a pipe or whatever. It won't go underneath. I don't want to cut. Wait, the, a minute, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. the wire here. So we're going to use that magic again to get this out from under here. So what we're going to do is we're going to just bring this, get a little little slacker right here. You can see nothing, nothing trickery. Now watch closely. We're going to twist this a half a turn like yeah, this. Yeah, I'm seeing how you do
1: this. Make a loop like I don't this. That doesn't match up with the original
0: the gray power cord uh, we you go. were showing. And, and then we're going to put the plug see the loop like that. Now, we're completely removed from the handle. Watch. What do you think, guys? I didn't bring either can end can do it? under that bar. Okay, guys. You know, I'll show you something. I no, learned, I want to you know, see you do it with the great core. I can condo. do it. The it's problem solid. is the great core uh, is so big; it it's going to break my uh, handles and stuff. And uh, it'll break my little plastic. Out. And, and, uh, so I built I thought, this little, uh, little jig plastic, right uh, here. Angle iron. Here. I built this little jig. I can do it with the. I can do it with like a hand core. I mean, big great core. I've done it. It's be like on top of your vacuum or whatever. But and we're going to use this little power pack. Here I'm going to show you how to get this power pack out from under this handle now if you notice it would not because that's already there.
1: got a pre-existing and loop over the bar whereas the other one so just we're had it straight under here. the bar
0: we're going to take it off well but it's wrapped around it's, it's wrapped around, the bar. So,
1: yeah, it's around bring, the bar look so yeah
0: and i'm not going to bring bar. Bar, i'm not going to bring either uh uh pull us back a little bit that's the key it's completely circled and, the bar make, and I'm not bringing any end out. I'll make a loop like yeah, this. Yeah, but you're
1: untangling it. You're not right, actually, get actually like
0: this getting it all the way through. Oh, well, no, you through. are getting it out. Yeah, I'm that's. put the loop underneath here. That's a trick in how that loop I'm is done. I'll put the loop underneath the handle. And I'm just going to take the plug here and stick it through from the bottom right there. All right. Now, that's all it takes to get this cord untangled and off the handle. Watch this.
1: That's just one of those like magician night magic. tricks.
0: All right. All right. Magic. magic. Let me turn this right. and go back. Let's to do it camera. Again. All right. So, I'd like everybody out there. Oh, you know, we got an echo? No. I'd like everybody out there to try that at home. You may have to pull up this video. Uh, it, this video is recorded. Pull up this video tomorrow. Go about, uh, 54 minutes into the video, and, uh, you'll, you'll see here, and you can place your wire around a handle, just like I did there, you can do the loop, go through the loop, and pull it right out, and, uh, you'll see it works, and, uh, I, I did it with the big cord around a, you know, like a, around a baseball bat or something, but, uh, uh, It'll it'll break my little little gizmo there that, that I built. Okay, well hey, I just wanted to teach you that. Let's see, uh, let's see. Not getting many comments on it. I'm not sure people believe it or don't believe it.
1: Well, Clifton is calling it that old ham
0: magic, but it 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 works. You know, it, yeah, it, it does it, appear to work. There's a works. trick to that one, though. It works, and I want to tell you something, Glenn. I thought it was impossible. And I thought there's a trick here, the way it's, you know, being loaded up to start with. I'm thinking there's a trick. I bet you I have spent four or five hours tracing frame by frame by frame <laughs> down and and watching that wire move, you know, eighth of an inch at a time to try to figure out what's going on, and I still can't figure out what's going on, man. <laughs> I still can't figure it out.
1: It it's just magic. Yeah, I, I, I
0: think it is. Okay, well, well, you know, so you know, I thought that was kind of neat to bring you guys. If, you're, if you're ever extension cord or something hung under or something, you know, just use that use that magic am magic to uh, to get the plug out. You yeah. know, so hey, let's talk a little about our uh, hey, let's talk about our talk about our, our our long range soldering gun here. I think we're going to start selling these. Uh, I uh, I found that it works pretty good, Clint. What you can do, you can get different tips for that. See, I've got like, actually, uh, you can put a much longer tip in there. So if you put the tip in there and you got your scope right there all lined up, you should be able to solder just about anything you want to. Wonder what I can get for that on eBay.
1: Well, the scope alone you know worth a couple bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, the you know the the loop there on the the gun you know, itself, you know I mean, you know, that's that looks like it's just some uh what, number eight or number no, ten. Number
0: number ten or twelve. So you know yeah. I uh, you know, I might put it on eBay and see what I can get us starting bids four hundred.
1: Yeah, long range soldering iron.
0: Yeah, four hundred dollars. No one else. Only one in the world. Yeah. And uh we'll see if we somebody can.
1: somebody will buy it. They will buy it. it I, I think he will. I I, I
2: he will.
0: Now, what we got to come up next, Glenn, and maybe you can help me with this part. I'll, I'll bring you into to the company here. We need some way to extend the, the solder, the roll of solder out there to, to you know, you know, well, a thousand yards s- away, you know.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the auto feed soldering? Yeah, well, I've,
0: yeah, I've seen that.
1: You know, you could do that, you know, at a an extension rod off the scope
0: and yeah. you know you put
1: it you know, a, you know ha- have it linked to the trigger there so every time you pull the trigger it feeds about a half inch of solder
0: yeah well maybe I have to
1: I have to look into that or but- you know, take a take a straw and stick the solder through the straw and do a manual push yeah. version of it
0: and guys on the radio after listening this is a, a Weller soldering gun with a very long extended tip and it has a four times uh, scope on it. Uh, got a scope with crosshairs on it. You, I'm trying to explain to you what you're uh, you're not seeing there on the radio. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to tune in to W5KUB and look at this week's show, and you'll be able to see what we're talking about here. And you know, hey, I'm starting bids at 400. If anybody is interested out there, listening on Troy or whatever. This is a one in a kind just uh, just email me and go to our website and uh, go to our this week's video and you'll you'll see what we're talking about here. All right, let's see. Let's see here. All right well, let me talk a little about our satellite deal here. So so let's see let me read the, let me read the chat room here.
1: Yeah the Chinese are going to steal and market our gun. Go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Earl, I'm the same way. I keep having to get higher and higher magnification on stuff to, to solder. I actually got a pair of those um what what do they call them? Magic glasses or whatever that have the LED lights in the magnifying glasses as well. And that's what I end up using to solder with.
0: You know, uh, Alan says the video gets taken down for showing a gun on on YouTube. And that hey, it may be. That may happen. Let me tell you, uh, after the Chinese balloon fiasco, people started making comments on our Facebook group, and a lot of people were getting thrown in jail because they they used the word, I guess I'll say the S-H-O-O-T, or S-H-O-T. When they would use that word, they were getting put in Facebook jail. you know. And one guy said, one guy sent me a note in his time. He says, he says, I got thrown in jail for saying, you know, I got mad at my TV. I, I shot my TV, and they put him in Facebook jail, man. He shot his TV. So I don't know, man. We, we, we may not have a show to put on uh, on this week if we uh, if we get, you know, well, blocked. Well, you here. know, there's another piece to that, and that's, you know, right here in Memphis.
1: Uh, we have a road called Get Well Road. And its original name was Shotwell. Well, I think and during Shot- World yeah. War II it had hospitals and stuff where they would bring the injured military folks back to recuperate. And so they had to change the name to Getwell because Shotwell really wasn't a good thing to have at the time. So
0: well, that's how Getwell
1: Road got its
0: yeah, name. Yeah, I've heard something similar to that from my mom and dad and my grandfather and but uh and this this is probably, you know, it, it may your your story may be much accurate, but I was told that the hospital, the VA hospital, was on the, at the corner of Shot and Getwell. So I don't know. I don't know if yeah. there's a street named Shot or not. But No,
1: I want to say it was Shot Well and they changed oh, really? the name to, really? to Get Well. I'll have to i have to look and see. We'll have uh, to research that and see. But yeah, I mean
0: That'll be a good it, place. That'd be a good place to build a hospital right here at Shot and Get Well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I, I just like get well itself, you know, just yeah, you know, yeah. Just get me well and get me out of there. And Andy's talking about, for his eyesight now, he's using a 10-power Optivisor. So I think as yeah. we age, we have to keep cranking that power up and up and up to get the same level of vision capabilities. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me talk a little about our satellite system here. You know, guys, uh, I'll mention again. We we're, uh, we're really happy with the Sat satellite system. That is the entire satellite system in that little box right there. That's about four inches by three inches, and uh, uh, everything you need to work satellites is in there. All the all the the was it Kepler files, all those things. All the Keplers, yeah. Kepler files. All those kind of files are downloaded and they're updated in there, and all the satellites are listed and. Boy, it, uh, this thing even drives your azimuth elevation rotor, which I've got. I haven't got it up yet, but I've got the uh, G5500 that hopefully, with 71 degrees out there, hopefully I can get out and put this up soon. So uh, there's the, uh, the, the two-piece rotor. One is the azimuth, the other is elevation. Uh, you, can, you can mount them together. I'm going to have my, use mine separately on the same mast. Uh, that way I won't have all the weight at the very top. Uh, but uh, uh, there's my satellite system there. You can see I've got two different rotor control boxes. And during a satellite pass, it's real difficult to concentrate on moving that antenna azimuth and then moving the elevation up and down, and you, it breaks your chain of thought. Uh, so exactly. this thing does it. This thing does it all automatically. It's going to move and steer the antennas automatically, and uh, uh, keep them right on the satellite. And uh, I've got a video here I did last day or two. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, just uh, uh, And I was operating manually. Again, this is a satellite pass here. This is of the ISS, the International Space Station. And uh, I was operating the rotors manually, but I just want you to hear. This is the uh, uh, International Space Station going over. Romeo, and Juliet, Uniform,
1: November 3. uniform.
3: Short, November, November. Uh-huh. uniform? Ryo, the Romeo, Juliet, Uniform, Echo, November 6-0. UW. EM-63. Keep Bravo 8, Uniform, Golf, Papa, Echo, Mike, 99. from Golf, Papa. For CWI. For nine, Tango. Bravo, Echo Mike
1: 99. Whiskey Alpha 4, Charlie, Whiskey Yankee,
2: Kilo, Agui, okay, Romeo, Juliet, Uniform, Echo November 62, QSL. So, call is Whiskey Alpha 4, Charlie, Whiskey
3: India, India,
1: Echo Mike
2: 63, QSL, Echo Mike 63, thanks, 73.
3: November number 9 Tango November Whiskey 2 November
1: November
0: Uniform Okay so that was uh that was the international space station you you saw I was operating the uh, rotor controls manually trying to keep up with the satellite typically you know satellite or the ISS uh maybe has an average of I don't know well, I, I wouldn't even say an average but about 9 minutes you know from from uh horizon to horizon where 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 you pick it up and leave it if it's further out more toward the uh uh toward your horizon i mean if it goes straight over you have it for a lot longer from horizon to horizon but if it's way off at at a distance you you may only you may only have you know a a few minutes you know four or five minutes and uh and and with the elevation it's not very high it's not going to be quite as good but you can see, I was getting a pretty good signal. That was the space station. And you can hear people making contacts through it. And, uh, you know, uh, satellite contacts were much different than uh, uh, you normally would make uh, on ham radio. You heard most of those. And that was the FM, the FM repeater on the space station. So that was actually people making a contact through the space station. Uh, so basically, you send out a call, Someone answers you. You you uh, pass to them your your di- uh, grid square. They give you their grid square, and then you say thank you, goodbye. And then someone else does the same thing: call letters, grid square, goodbye. So the contacts are very short, especially on the FM birds. Uh, the FM bird, you only got one channel, and everybody's trying or you know competing against it. So, uh, but on the, uh, the uh, linear satellites, the the sideband satellites. You've got a certain bandwidth there. You can actually tune up and down it, that, uh, that bandwidth, and, you know, uh, most of the spots in there are vacant. No one's talking. And you can actually call CQ. You can actually carry on a conversation, you know, about the weather or whatever you wanted to. Uh, and, you know, you can keep that conversation going for, you know, five, six, seven, eight minutes. Uh, but on the, on the FM birds, it's pretty much uh, call letters, grid square and that's it yeah because uh, you've only got yeah. the one channel yeah yeah so. only the one channel i like like uh, like uh, uh, rick that was over here uh, with me helping me uh, rick has worked all grids and a lot of people work all grids or they're shooting for all grids in the united states uh i think there's only been about 15 people in total that have ever worked all grids i may i'll may be wrong on that
1: uh yeah there's not very many uh, what do they call it? The Fred Fish Award. Does yeah, get hey, all the Rick,
0: Rick's in the uh, Rick's in the chat room. Rick's in the chat room there, and I think Rick was number three uh, to achieve this. So, hey, Rick, if you're out there, hey, I'm getting ready to. I I need. Hey, the weather's getting good. I need to get those antennas from you. Uh, I can come get them, or if you'd like to come over someday, uh, uh, please please do that. Uh, we can do it either way. Uh, It's good weather here. Uh, I'll probably uh, put the rotors up there and get those uh, new antennas on. And, uh, you know, like right now, my UHF antenna is 11-element, just a a straight 11-element Yagi. Um, uh, Rick is going to provide me some uh, uh, antennas. The uh, the 440 Yagi he's given me has got 40 elements on it. Holy cow. 40. It's 20 and 20. It's 20 vertical, 20 horizontal. It has right-hand circulation, uh, right-hand polarization, and uh, I think there's even a switch to flip it to left-hand polarization. I don't understand how that works, but uh, that's supposed to make a, a, a big difference there. Uh, and on the two meters, I, I'm I'm gonna uh, the two meter antenna he's got with the cross with the cross things, I'm gonna lose a few elements. I think I'm going from eleven element down to maybe a seven element. Uh, But then again, he's got the seven elements, vertical seven elements, uh, uh, horizontal. And it's uh, matched for the circular polarity and all that kind of good stuff. So hopefully there will be some improvement there. So when the weather gets better, up on the roof, put the uh, azimuth elevation rotor up, uh, put the two new antennas on it, and uh, then I will be automated here.
1: Yeah, Rick is saying that he was
0: number 53 gridmaster. 53? Yeah. Now,
1: wait
0: a minute. No, I don't think that's right. Rick?
1: Well, that's what he put in the chat room, 53 gridmaster.
0: All right, Rick, Rick, that ain't right. And you the man, but I'm telling you that's not right, okay? (laughs) You were not the 53rd person to work all grids. I think you were number three. Rick, aren't you number three in working all grids? answer in the chat room
1: yeah and also here uh w5dph said that thanks to you he bought one of those sat boxes and it's great and you know even though i have my own arduino powered one that i built and uh it's actually been updated and, and that one's going to be in my new book that we're in the process of editing right now so it'll be out late spring early summer uh, i'm looking to buy one of those sat boxes just for the convenience of not needing a pc and stuff
0: yeah, so and, and you, need, come you, back don't, from you don't, Orlando need, you don't need internet. You can take that box out to a park. And you don't need yeah. internet. Uh, it, it'll work. Rick says he's number three. Okay, but yeah. there he, are fifty-three people that have worked all grids.
1: Oh, okay. There are fifty-three, but he's number three. That's number more three. More he like was it.
0: number three. All right, Rick. Hey, man. Yeah, Red Rick down. is yeah. Rick is the guru here in satellite. Rick's yeah I'm right.
1: gonna have to get me one of those sat boxes and, and play with it and see but man I'll tell you um, what
0: this is this is the int- I mean you would think that little r- box is rinky dink whatever that box does no it. it's a nice looking Hey, it box. does everything
1: that- I'd like to see them do a, a color TFT display rather than the old LCD yeah, but that's just yeah. me I'm picky or e ink I've really gotten into the e ink displays and I'm really loving those
0: yeah. What it, it you know? Hey, it does everything I found in Beautiful, the other though. things, and, and and to me, it's even simpler. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm new to it. But uh, it's, uh, I like it. I'll, yeah. Well, it, it it's beats cool. the manual it's cool, man. on the rotors it's, it's by cool. far. Yeah, it's doing cool. it manually. You could you take it out. out. You could take it out in a park, and you could use an antenna like that with it. Exactly. Just, and and if you look at if you look at at this it, the very top line up here it tells you aspect 177 uh as elevation uh you know like 68 degrees you know i mean you could you could look at that right there and you could point your antenna manually minute. elevation
1: minus 68 well, degrees that's pointing
0: down yeah it well that satellite had not come up yet yeah
1: i was going to say it hadn't risen yet i mean that's you're right. going
0: if you I know, could you, get you're doing I, the digging a hole through China. Well, thing. if I could get a tower high enough and some powerful antennas, I might could reach a minus sixty eight degree elevation. Let's go yeah, by.
1: probably, but you know, Awful at that point tower. you'd have your own satellite.
0: That's right. That's right, man. But well, still, anyway. I, I like
1: the I like the idea. I think it's really cool, and it definitely beats you know if you don't want to go the PC route. That is clearly the way to go. Yeah. Any. He, uh KF4HR also says that SAT unit does a really fair job of correcting for the Doppler shift, which is also half the fun of this.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting the way that works here. Like on the SAT PC program, you, you go to a screen and you got up-down arrows and you, you keep toggling a little up-down arrow to, to... Or
1: you you can allow it to auto-adjust the Doppler.
0: Uh, I don't think so. Yes, you can. I use it. On SAT PC? Well, uh-huh. I don't know. We'll have to get the yes. Expert. You have
1: to enable it, but yes, you can we'll have it will auto-select Doppler. We'll have
0: to get the expert in here on that. Okay. Uh, but this uh, this right here. I mean, you can you can uh, the way the way they set the Doppler is you you hit the rit button and you you uh, uh, tune it tune a rit to your voice sounds normal and you're set. Yeah, and then exactly. you can take that rit. You can take that rit number if it's like a minus one point three. You can actually key it, key it into a field uh, in the set, in the set uh, uh, hardware there, and it will save it. Uh, but I mean, it's just as easy just to turn the writ until you hear your voice, and then you've got it. You know, then you're on. exactly. You're on. Yeah, so exactly. That's, that's that's pretty neat the way that uh, way they got that right working here. All yeah, right,
1: and uh, Mark P is saying it was adjusting the Doppler in your video. So, uh,
0: well, this was. Yeah, this was for sure. Well, yeah, well. Well, well, yeah. well. Well, wait, let, let me step back. Maybe maybe you and I are miscommunicating. Uh, yeah, this will do the automatic Doppler shift. As the satellite moves, this will change the frequency. Yes. I thought you were talking about the calibration, that it would do no, the no, calibration no, no, no. automatically. No, SAT right. PC okay.
1: and this will actually yeah. shift your frequency
0: yeah yeah Um, this will actually on the rig this just like the other program It will keep the frequency uh, exact own frequency with the doppler shift as it comes close to you and as it goes away Uh, but uh, yeah you'll have to you have to set you have to set the difference at some point
1: right yeah Yeah. you gotta set the reference point yeah Yeah. uh, okay on a different note here N zero RIC uh, in February 18th Hoxie, Arkansas they're gonna have their ham fest I'm probably not going to be able to make that one this year oh, I've got man. I've got things scheduled for that weekend
0: yeah but, uh, I don't particularly want to go over there looking like this I mean, if I'm and, if I'm better yeah. I might go
1: and I'm I'm gonna be tired from Orlando I mean this is next to Dayton I would yeah. have to say you know this and Huntsville are my favorite ham fest yeah. and it's I really can't put an order on any of the three. Uh, I just say they're all three my favorites, and uh, I'm just so looking forward to the Orlando right now that I know I'm going to come home and just be totally exhausted for a couple weeks. So I'm just going to chill around the house and just relax.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's do this. Let's see. Let me see if I got anything else I want to talk about. Uh, we'll do this. We'll do this. Hey, let's open the phone. Let's. We're going to have a kind of an extended show a little bit tonight. Let's do the after the show show. After the yeah, show sounds show. good. Let's do After Show Show, invite anybody to come into to the show on uh, on Zoom. So we're going to do that right now. So if you're out there watching, if you're out there watching, let me pull up the link here. I'm going to post the link right here. And if you click on this link, you can join, you can join our show live. All right, here we go. Here's the link right well i gotta get a bigger screen you
1: gotta get it well you've got so many screens up as it is yeah yeah but there it is i mean, I
0: got a font a font of about a size one and it's on a lap, a 14 inch laptop 20 feet away exactly oh man all right after the show show guys we're going to the after the show show right now this is where you can be part of the show come on in here click that link right and join us just join us. Even if you don't want to talk, just join us, man. And we'd yeah. be glad to have you. I'm not going to open the phones right now. We'll just do the Zoom link. Uh, but uh, click on that. And, and I've got, man, I've got several things. Let's see. We talked about the IIS video. We, we did that already. Uh, uh, update on my satellite system. Power cord, we did that. Let's see who that is right there. That's Earl. Earl's there. Yeah. Let's see. i Hey, we talked about facebook blocking everybody you know that's you know i don't know oh yeah i'm getting afraid on facebook to even type anything any, any oh i've
1: know. i've been put in facebook jail a few times too many so i'm just oh, yeah. kind of like no nah, i'm just going to be a good boy and actually what i get put in jail for is for copying and pasting a picture in the messenger because i generally don't post really um Borderline or controversial type materials on my page since I've got like two or three thousand followers and they're following me primarily for the book. So I'm not going to go posting any stuff like that. I just sent them in Messenger, but apparently Facebook doesn't like when you copy and paste pictures from the main screen into Messenger.
0: Well, Chris and I were doing that tonight, and I wasn't getting in any trouble. Uh, I was oh, afraid. They, I was afraid they, they put that me in. jail. They put in jail. Chris in jail. I forgot he posted some picture that's already been posted like a thousand times. Oh and yeah, in jail. it's
1: it's you know you just happen to get somebody who's got a little burr under their saddle and they got to do their. Well, thing. don't
0: say, don't say. I got mad and I shot my TV. You'll be put in jail. <laughs> All right. You'll be put in jail. Hey uh, Earl, come on in here. Earl, how you doing, Earl? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Hey, doing pretty good, man. Good, good. Having fun tonight. Well, oh, my, hey, my new buddy, Ben, was it Ben? Ben? Ben, yeah. My ben. new buddy, Ben, he left to go operate. He left yeah, he did. Up. He left mid-show to go up and get on the ham radio. Man, I mean, I tell you what, Glenn Glenn, and I, Glenn was over the other day, and I tell you, my wife and I, we found a channel on YouTube called Arkansas State Police. Oh, gosh. And, and, <laughs> there are so many non-stop chases i'm talking i'm so, i'm talking some chases 180 miles per hour now that that's I very can't few. pedal my car that fast that's very few that's very few but 100 and up to 180 i'm talking on the interstate going like this in and out of traffic dodging <laughs> signs on the shoulder i mean going through second well not 180 going through town but they do slow down at intersections because it's, it's, this is really dangerous, and it's gave me a different a different view now of these guys and what they do. Now I was talking to Ben here tonight. He's retired. Uh, he, first time on here uh, tonight, and uh, he's re- he retired this this last year from Arkansas State Police. And let me tell you, Arkansas is my home state. And Ben Ben says he has talked to uh, many other state troopers in other states, and Arkansas is very well respected. Uh, Arkansas is known for being probably the most aggressive, and they get their man. Believe me, they they get their man, and uh, they don't stop. And uh, in fact, on uh, live PD or whatever it was the other night we were watching, it, and they showed an Arkansas chase and. They showed two different Arkansas chases, and and in each one of them, the uh, Arkansas State Police car rammed the bad guys or something. And they made a comment, well, I don't know what kind of budget they got down in Arkansas, but (laughs) they must have a pretty good one. Tell you what, if you watch those chases, nearly every chase, they use their car as a weapon. I don't care if it's hit on.
4: They use that pit maneuver to
0: will pit it. Well, see, they they got the
1: casinos to fund them with the... The money. I so. tell you
0: what, you know, and and uh, I mean, they'll pit them, they'll T-bone them, they'll hit on them, and uh, even oh man, it, it is a, it, it is something. It, it's exciting there to watch a chase oh, like it's that. Crazy. Like, it's just like you're in the car with them, and you know he's trying to maneuver to do the pit, and there's there's some traffic or something coming up, and and you watch this. Now you can always fast forward to the end and see the outcome of this thing, but you know the funny thing is. All these people when they get stopped they, what did i do i didn't do nothing <laughs> you know they chased them for an hour they chased <laughs> yeah. them for an hour they chase
1: you for an hour at 180 miles an hour it's yeah like, what did
0: yeah. i do
4: and three or four cops are after them too
0: yeah, yeah yeah oh there's more than that sometimes there might be 15 cops on a road, but it's 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 really neat when the arkansas police guy says uh i'll i'll take position one and he passes everybody he gets up front, and uh, he—he's—he's uh, he's definitely going after the guy. It, it is so funny. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. Man. Oh, it I got tears amazing. in my eyes thinking about it. Those guys really have. <laughs> those guys really have a dangerous job in. Yes, they you know, do. I really respect them a whole lot now more after after watching these chases. man
1: no, oh, it, it's geez. phenomenal what they're capable of doing. So that. that but you yeah, know, some of them, I, a lot
0: of the, a lot of. The, I, <laughs> A lot of the uh, Arkansas State Police cars, they must – it seems like a lot of them top out at 130, 130, 131, 132. But uh, there's some out there I've seen, you know, running up 150. There was one 180. Uh, man. Well, you
1: got to wonder where the old NASCAR cars go when they retire them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the know. first thing after, you know, after they T-bone or, or, or they, they, uh, they, they uh, you know, hit somebody. Get him locked up in handcuffs. First thing they do, basically, you see them, and when the dashcam, you see them. They got their phone camera and they're taking pictures of the damage on their car, and they call the supervisor. Uh, no, no, no damage. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay on this. <laughs> that's that's about one of the early things they do, man. Is send in a damage report to the car. I'm guessing they have their own body shop. They need one. They got yeah. to man. They got you to. know
1: what amazes me are the street stock cars that these people are driving to get to 180 miles an hour.
0: Well, I tell you, there's the one that gives them the most trouble is like what is the Hellcat? Is that the Chrysler? Yeah, the Dodge, or Dodge Hellcat. The Dodge Hellcat. Some of the Dodges give them give them some trouble. Man. Well, but then you I see mean, a
1: Mustang now and then, but yeah, it's yeah. usually the the Dodge Challengers and, and Hellcats.
4: But well, you I, know what happened in Atlanta in Doraville. <laughs> Doraville is on 285, the perimeter highway around Atlanta. And they had so much trouble with the motorcycles on the perimeter late night and the yep. fast cars on the perimeter. Uh, they started collecting some of the drug capture cars, some of the yep. Lamborghinis oh, yeah? And yeah, really, really fast cars, <laughs> yeah. so they could chase these people down. Oh, yeah. Because well, the, the motorcycles, the those yeah. hot hot bikes, they get on the perimeter. And they'll run 150, 160 miles an hour at night, passing cars, uh, in and out of cars. And yeah. Dorville wants them because they want to collect the revenue. And, and yeah. I've seen,
0: in it's on Arkansas Channel. You know, they get into some motorcycle chases. And let me tell you, yeah. motorcycle, it can run pretty good. I mean, it yeah. can it can get away from you fast. But I tell you, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how fast they can still catch these guys.
2: Oh, I yeah. Mean,
0: and, and, you know, you get behind a Hellcat and you're doing 130, 132, and you get behind a Hellcat, and then he puts the metal to the pedal, a pedal to the metal in that Hellcat, and at 130, the Hellcat just, it's like a missile. It just takes off, man. You know. Yeah. Well, and it, almost, almost, out sight, almost out of sight.
4: Almost out of sight. But as bad as the perimeter is in Atlanta, I can't imagine driving that fast on those highways. Yeah.
0: No. Well, <laughs> you know, man. Mike, Mike's, in Mike's in here. Mike's in here. He, uh, I, Mike was a, he was a motorcycle cop. I think uh, he's been in high speed ch- high speed chases too. That's Mike here. K E eight I L. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's interesting. We 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 started to grade them on, on when he <laughs> when, when he pit a guy. We've been grading them as far as how they get the the dash cam positioned on the other car. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> and uh, that's a lot more fun to be able to watch. We usually get audio even if, if they don't get the dash cam on, but uh, it's uh, it's fun when it's fun to watch when they, the guy, they won't get out of the car, and then they break the window out. Of course, they got to get him out of the car, break the window out, and then it's really fun when they send that fur missile, send that dog in the car. That is, <laughs> a, that is the fun part, right, Jeremy?
4: Yeah. I thought you were talking about one of Glenn's cats.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. yeah i can all see right that.
0: anybody else want to join us i posted a link in the chat room here uh give us a give us a call uh, on uh, on zoom and join us tonight
4: hey i'd like to go back to the um balloon the, the balloon Sammy's in the balloon. desert yeah. the the um ground penetrating radar i've got yeah. some information on that yeah uh a couple of lifetimes ago i worked for a, a satellite image processing company in atlanta called erdos mm-hmm. and uh we had some dod connections And we were using or we were seeing uh, satellite ground penetrating radar imaging. And one of the guys who was working for us actually took that along with some 3D imaging, which is basically satellite images that are overlapped. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did actually locate some of the lost cities on the old Silk Road, you know, the um, the uh, trade trails over in the deserts over to China Mm -hmm. uh, and located some of those cities under the sand by using the ground-penetrating radar from the satellites. Yeah. And there was a really good story written up in National Geographic about that. That was about um, 98. What kind of power
1: are they running on that radar from
4: space? I don't know. I don't know, but they were using uh, satellites and some airborne sensors as well. Because we were a a graphic uh, image processing company, not a vector. Mm -hmm. So uh, Esri Mm -hmm. handles all the vector mapping, and we did the uh, image mapping. So we would take images and stack them. Uh, You know, a typical satellite image is uh, seven Mm -hmm. bands of red, green, and blue, and infrared, different layers of infrared. And we could mathematically drill down, drill down through those layers, and say this combination of these bands equals some kind of ground cover. Very cool. Uh, and you you see the maps and the geography books and things like that where they show the state, and upstate will be the mountains and the pine trees, and then you'll have or here in the south you'll have the the central part of the state where the uh, fall line is and the rivers and the sand the sand mountains, and then you have the, the coastal plains when you run uh, data like this and stack it up and compare it, you actually get maps that look like that. I have maps of Georgia and South Carolina that look exactly like that. It was amazing. But they could they could take a pixel, a stack of pixels, pixels and they could determine exactly what the ground cover was. And what they would do is they would seed the map or seed the image and say this combination equals deciduous forest or uh, paved road or brackish marsh. <laughs> and they'd say, go search, and it would populate an entire map using that data. And then we could take the satellite, the other satellite imaging, such as the uh, ground-penetrating radar, and stack that on that as well, and take offset images uh, from uh, air air photos uh, to do the 3-D elevations, put on the stereoscopic glasses and actually see it in 3-D and fly through it in 3-D. But um, I joined the company uh, right after the Gulf War started. And remember the bomb damage assessments that Storm and Norman used to do? And he said, here's what it looked like before we bombed them. Here's what it looked like afterwards. And Mm -hmm. see the difference? That was our software.
1: Oh, Oh, very cool. Neat.
4: That was interesting stuff back in the day. But, yeah, the the, uh, different kinds of flown radars, uh, ground-penetrating radars, are really very interesting. And needless to say, they work a lot back in those days, they worked a lot better in hyper arid soils. And that's how they were able to find these encampments on the old Silk Road, the old trading mm-hmm. roads in the desert.
0: Well, they, there's a lot of stuff out there, i sure, to be found, especially <clears> as, the Aztec stuff and, you know, down in the jungles. And I mean, it's so, so spread out down here. There's so much stuff
4: down here that people
0: don't know where it is.
4: Yeah. And Glenn, weren't you mentioning uh, the astronaut who, Gemini Gemini astronaut who flew the... Uh, um, Mercury, Gordon Cooper. That's right, Gordon Cooper. Um, There was a series on History or Discovery Channel about a treasure hunter. Yeah, Cooper's Treasure. Cooper's Treasure, story about taking that information from Gordon Cooper and searching for uh, shipwrecks that he supposedly found from his... Uh, Space flights.
1: Yeah, theoretically, they're still working on another season of that, but it hasn't seen the light of day yet. I love that
4: show. It was really cool. I did, too. Well, I I grew up on Lake Murray in South Carolina where uh, Jimmy Doolittle taught his pilots to do their low-level flying and their B-25s in Lake Murray. And I knew a guy who wrote his college master's thesis on recovering those aircraft back in the late 50s and in the 80s 90s i guess it was they actually pulled an aircraft out of that lake Mm. and out of the lake above lake murray in south carolina using his method very cool but uh, my college roommate and i got wrapped around the axle on this because i lived on the lake and we went up and we found the airstrip that they built to simulate the aircraft carrier deck up on lake murray in south Mm. carolina uh and then I had camped out on the island in the middle of the lake they used for bombing practice that was full of uh bomb fragments, their practice bomb fragments. And after talking to one of our professors who was a uh uh fighter ferry pilot into the Pacific, who used to fly, you know, new aircraft over for him, he told us about a B-25 that an airstrip down on Sea Island, Georgia, after our economics class one day, we jumped in the car and drove down to sea island to see if we could find a b-25 only to find out that they had uh, scrapped it the month before and hauled it off
1: oh Oh, man
4: but we picked a spot in the lake where we looking at the lake uh and determined where we thought there'd be a good spot for an aircraft to be found based on making the the uh, bombing runs on this island and making the turns coming out and there were stories when i grew up all all these old farmers out there farming the fields, plowing the fields, and they'd see an aircraft go down the lake. They'd go down to their john boat, go out, pick up the crew, and bring them back in. Mm -hmm. But a uh, U.S. Navy um, Reserve uh, group out of Virginia that does search and recovery actually came down to the lake one summer and pulled a B-25 out of the cove that we had forecast that it would be in, aircraft intact, and they took that aircraft to Texas to see if they were going to be able to recover it. But the one that they pulled out of the lake above our lake is actually uh, on the Yorktown in Charleston, on the flight deck on the Yorktown. Outstanding. And that was that's how I got into scuba diving back then. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: wow, that's just cool. All
0: right, where is everybody? I can't believe.
4: Quiet night. Yeah, where's Charlie? On Zoom. Come on. Yeah. Believe it. See Tim's here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tim's in here. But nobody else, man. You, you and Tim are about the bravest people. (laughs) You know that 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 join us. I mean.
4: Yeah. Hey, here's a comment from N7XGR. They did something like the satellite photos uh, to find the Aztec. Uh, temples in Central America because the rocks that were used to build the temples, cause the trees in that area were a different color. Yeah, actually, that's perfect. You know, they they use the deforestation filter and have been able to find all kinds of things down in s- Central and South America.
0: Yeah.
4: Or satellite that's,
1: technology. That's some place I've always wanted to go. Is places like Machu Picchu and and stuff like that. I would love to go down there.
0: Yeah. Well, I. I a few years ago, I went down to, I not which one, it was the Aztec uh, village. It had a pyramid here, there in Mexico. I think it was in Mexico.
4: That's a, that, that could give you a, a new spin on the term POTA, pyramid on yeah. the air. <laughs>
0: anyway, That sucker was so steep, there were people climbing it. It was so steep, mm-hmm. and it was so high. Kathy wanted to climb it. And I kept hearing, her, "No, don't climb it. Don't climb it." I just see her get about halfway up it and then fall. Man, I mean, Uh-oh. it was steep, and they had a rope that went up to the top that people were actually hanging on the rope as they climbed it. <laughs> hmm.
4: Yeah, I'll do Poto from the top of a pyramid. That would, be yeah. There good. you yeah. go. Yeah, or Machu Picchu. Talk about a summit on the air. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm sure somebody probably has done that. Oh, I'm sure they have. Now, where,
0: where, where Where is that?
4: What's
1: that, country in, that um, in Peru? Yeah, I think it's down in Peru. It in
4: Peru. Way up in the mountains. But yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd love
1: to do uh, it. It's just one of those things that's, you know, I've always loved the Andes Mountains. And uh, <clears throat> matter of fact, I think one of the microwave records at 2.4 gig was done with like the old uh, Linksys... Uh, wrtg routers mm-hmm. they went like 217 miles on just milliwatts
4: oh my god point
1: to point on mountaintops in south america
4: yeah You're those talking, routers are still very popular for amateur oh yeah you mentioned
0: very the, so. you mentioned the uh, andes i uh one day, one time i flew from argentina to chile we crossed the andes it uh, so it's kind of funny the pilot came on and said uh we're uh fixing we're gonna try to cross the Andes. We're gonna try to cross them.
4: You're right. gonna uh, try to cross the yeah, Andes, huh?
0: Gonna,
1: gonna well you probably got them. a lot of updraft and stuff coming through there. I
0: didn't think that was very nice of him to say, <laughs> you yeah. 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 Y'all pedal hard now. Yeah. <laughs> Who we, we we got Mike here. We got hey, we got we got motorcycle cop motorcycle man mike was
1: mike there he's, he's still muted and getting himself set in mike? it takes a take zoom a little bit i'm to sure get in. you
0: were in some chases man with that motorcycle how'd it how'd go
1: yeah he's still muted there he goes
0: you ever have a real really 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 fast yeah one? <laughs>
3: Did you ever well I, I was in high speed chases in 25 years whether in car or motorcycle but it's uh Never like I've never been to one like you see on those w- yeah. w- ones on YouTube.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, those man. are
3: crazy.
0: I, I'd hate to go that fast on a motorcycle, man. That thing don't have enough wheels on it. <laughs> <laughs> enough
3: metal around you. Amen.
0: That's right, man. You're going to get your yeah, knees. Uh, luckily, you know, I didn't
3: like, wind up in too many high-speed chases on a motorcycle. Most of the time it was in my car time.
0: Well, I so tell you, mo- you're going to get your knees skin up on a motorcycle. If not more, if not more,
2: I I had
0: I had a motorcycle once over when I lived over in Arkansas. uh, It was a Honda three hundred and fifty. I mean, yeah, I guess it was a street bike, but I made it a dirt bike basically. (laughs) I lived out, I lived kind of out in the country. You know, a subdivision that was kind of out in the country. And at night, there was there was cotton fields all around us and. I'd go out there at nighttime riding that bike out there, we you know, with the headlight on it, and rabbits would jump out out there and I'd chase them down the road, you know. And I I think one time I hit a cotton roll or something, man. I just went right over the handlebars, man. Yeah.
4: Oh, man. That's a heavy bike to be out in the dirt Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, do, do you guys know what a Can am is? Mm hmm. Yeah, for, yeah. The, for, for
4: the
3: other guys that haven't seen it, this is let
0: see it. Let's hold it up here. A little higher. A little higher. Let me put full you, you go, right me put full screen. There you go. There you go. Right there. Let me put you full screen. Hang on. Hang on. Wow. Hang on. That
3: was in my former life.
0: Hold it up again. Hold it up again. I got you full screen now. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta, you gotta say something. If you hang, if You gotta I'm talk.
4: Raise it up just a little higher. Right there.
0: Say something, Mike. You gotta talk.
4: Oh, I've got to talk. Okay. You, you gotta there talk I
0: so it'll switch to you. There Okay. There yeah. you are. There you are. Right there, man.
3: Yeah, that, that was my former life. I have been retired for 25 years, so it's been that picture is over 30 years ago.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So, All right. Well, how fast did you get it up to? I want to know.
3: I have it on over 100 miles an hour. 100
0: place. miles an hour. Yeah. And,
3: <laughs> and you many many feel
0: every one of those miles how an hour. How many years did you <laughs> ride? How many years did you do that? T- trees are going by really fast
3: when you're right there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. I imagine
3: so, man. Yeah. Woo. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like, uh, the last month, it was 25 years since I retired. So, and I put 25 years on the department. So I just realized that was 50 years ago. I was in the academy. So oh, man. making well, me feel man. old. You must I know. I feel young. the same
1: way.
0: <laughs> hey, you yeah, know, I'm it was, sit- I, yeah. Hey. Fifty years ago, I was in the service, man. You know, and and just, fifty and of,
1: years ago, I was yeah. in high school.
0: Yeah, getting out of college. I, fifty years ago, I think I finished the service. Uh, but I, hey, I'm going, guys. I'm going over to my my college next month, and uh, I'm going over to Russellville, Arkansas, to Arkansas Tech, uh, the Arkansas River Valley, the Arkansas River Valley Amateur Radio. Association or something uh, has their meeting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a presentation for them. I am over there, and I'm hoping I can get in my dorm. I want to see my old room. I don't know if oh I, wow! I don't, I don't know if I can get in here or not. If they'll let me, if they, you know, it's all remodeled. I mean, this building was brand new when I when I went there. It was brand new, and now I'm thinking this that, they, that they building—they
3: prob- probably tore it down.
0: I'm thinking that building's 50 years old now. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it's still there. It's still there. I can look at the Google Map, and I mean everything is. I mean some, it's most of that's
3: still there. So that's anyway. like our campus here on Northern Michigan University. It's, yeah. uh, if you haven't been there in 25 years, you're not going to uh, recognize. It's just about everything's been torn down and rebuilt.
0: Well, it's 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 grown a lot. It, it, it's it, it's got stuff there that we didn't have. Believe me. I was sorry Ben left. I was going to tell Ben. I said Ben, I'm going to be. See, Ben, his area was, I think, that county, Polk County over there. And I was going to tell Ben, if you just tuned in, Ben is Arkansas. You probably saw that earlier. He was Arkansas State Police. He was in our chat room a while ago. But uh, I was going to tell Ben that I'm going over next month. And, you know, maybe put in a good word to some of the guys that are over there because I might need some help.
1: No, they're going to be watching for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: No, you shouldn't have told him you were coming because they're gonna be watching for you In fact,
0: hey hey Glenn, here's a uh there's a YouTube chase on right now Well, they chased a guy through Arkansas tech oh wow they chase it, yeah I, I had it pulled up here while ago. and uh, oh man got to see the I got to see the campus from the dash cam of a police carn't
1: <laughs> that slick
0: yeah yeah i I saw my I saw my uh, dorm and everything man. I think I saw the window of my room. That's wow. just cool. Yeah. Anyway, so Ben was, Ben is in Pencil Bluff, Arkansas. I never heard of it. Pencil Bluff. But that's west of Little Rock. And it will be south of uh, Russellville.
1: Yeah, and that's not flat land out there. So, you know, you're yeah. flying 180 miles an hour on them hills and stuff. That's that's yeah. going to get interesting in a hurry.
0: Well, yeah, you know, there at Russellville, they got a big. They flooded that seventy years ago. Four engineers came in. They, they built uh, a uh, a dam on the Arkansas River right there, and they flooded you know millions of acres between the mountains over there. There there was actually houses and roads down at the bottom of the lake, you know, where they flooded all that. And uh, you got Arkansas Nuclear One over there. Uh, last week in the show, I told everybody. I visited Arkansas Nuclear One uh, last month. And this is the result of, of that. But if you if you want another yeah. story? If you want a story? Yeah. Go, go to last week's show.
1: Yeah, Lord knows you didn't get it from the sun because we haven't had much sun in the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean there's no real high mountains over there or anything. Now I'm going to go up on Mount Nebo. Uh, Mount Nebo is a, a plateau. It's it's flat up there. Uh, it's two thousand feet. And uh, I remember going up there uh in, when I was in college over there and really windy road, you know, up two thousand feet, man. Mm-hmm. And uh I can remember racing down that thing. My my roommate had a heavy super sport. I had a little Buick special. We raced down that road. I think Actually my, I think my brakes got hot actually coming down that road, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, one of my favorite places over there is uh, Petty Jean Mountain in the state park out yeah, there. I love yeah. the hiking trails and everything through there. So that'd be a good uh, Poda. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, well. you
0: know uh, Mount Nebo. It's great. You see the you see the locks and dam down here. You see all the lakes. You see, you, I mean, you can see for uh, probably a hundred miles, man. I mean, it's it's two thousand feet, and uh, they've got they've got a repeater up there. The two two eight two repeater uh, is up there and. That's where Rick, uh, some of the guys from Memphis here, they go over and do a VHF, you know, VHF contest.
1: They do the VHF contest. They go over there and yeah. rent a
0: little uh, little bungalow up there on the top of the mountain. And they set their antennas up at, at 2,000 feet and operate over there. and You know, cook hot dogs and hamburgers. And, you know, have oh, yeah. a good time.
1: Oh, no. I mean, I love going over to the Ozarks and stuff. So, yeah, that's actually probably going to be on my summer agenda this year.
0: Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go over there next month. Take okay, about to take about a week. Oh, gonna, a point. Uh, what was that? What did you say, Mike? Uh, was said
1: That's time? something about it getting quiet.
0: Oh, <laughs> so but we're uh, Yep, yeah. we'll go over there. Yeah, that's Rick saying that's the September VHF contest. VHF
1: contest. Yeah.
0: So we'll go over there uh, next month. We're, we're gonna take about a week off. We're gonna go over there, and then I think from there. We're gonna drive up to Branson, Branson, Missouri, which is a, a famous uh, uh, kind of a, a, a tourist type thing. There's lots of plays and shows and things, and uh, we're gonna jump on a train up here and ride it just about all day, north and south, and uh, 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 you know, see the scenery and and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, Branson's a really neat place. We've been there, and uh, yeah, it's where a lot of your older older entertainers go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, They don't travel on the road and show the shows anymore. They build their theaters. They do a couple shows a day in their theater. You go to them. Right. Right.
0: I think there'll be plenty to do there, plenty to see.
1: Yeah, I haven't been to Branson yet. I've been to the Nixa Ham Fest, which is not too far from Branson, but I've yet to go to Branson myself.
3: Branson is all on hills. Very cool yeah
0: yeah well it'll be a scenic drive from russellville on up here through the ozarks
3: oh yeah that'll be fun too. yeah i drove the uh, my wife works for walmart and when we were in branson a uh, few years ago she wanted to go to you know, bentonville just to see where the headquarters ah, is okay so i looked at the map and i said okay it should take us about it's uh, 90 miles an hour and a half yeah, it's not get there. only that far on the map right three hours yeah. later
0: uh-huh. yeah three
1: days oh, later oh, about oh, that far on the oh, map oh, yeah oh. yeah
3: well three hours and then we had to get back for a show for mel tillis and i said boy i don't know how we're going to make it but, but yeah. we were in uh, sam walton's original little store store displays and <laughs> one guy that was working and volunteering and he says i'll tell you what he says don't go that way go this other way
2: <laughs> we made yeah. it back
3: in a lot less time <laughs>
0: Yeah, Dave says uh, it's a four-hour drive. I guess that's, uh, I was thinking maybe three hours from Russellville up, probably four hours is probably closer to the right from Russellville up to, uh, to Up to uh, Branson, I'm guessing. I've been to Branson before. It's been a few years back, but uh, I haven't been to Russellville in a long, 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 long time. Many, many years, so.
1: I was going to say, it's probably been about 10 years for me.
0: Yeah, I got to go to the Old South. Man, God, I, 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 the Old South is still there. That's a restaurant. Used to go there every week 50 years ago and get chicken and dressing. Boy, it was the best chicken and dressing. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, I don't, I'm not sure they have that anymore. The the Old South is still there.
3: Uh, you actually just take the actual town of Branson and it's uh, just a little small town. Yeah. Uh, there we, all these theaters are about five miles yeah. on the road outside of tone on the, the hills and every but do you just take the original tone of branson i don't know if he's even five thousand people yeah wow. right right
0: well i'm, I'm All looking started forward by
3: entertainer roy clark
0: i'm looking forward to eating <laughs> a hamburger at water now when i was in college my first year there was no water but they opened that up on the campus well you know we've got one right here in i know South i Haven, know man. and i understand it's still there after 50 years there's Waterburger. Now I think they spell whataburger different than this Waterburger. <laughs> but still, it was good. It was good.
3: Yeah, I never heard of a whataburger I guess I'm not. You even never know. heard of waterburger Oh man, that's a famous. A yeah, they don't have any of those up here in the U.P. of yeah. Michigan. You know, you know <laughs>
0: something. We're starting to get down here, and I've stopped at it a couple of times, and it amazes me. That is Bucky's. Have you heard of Bucky's? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where
1: do you think I'm going on Thursday? Oh, Man, oh,
0: wait, I haven't yeah. heard of that either. But you haven't heard of, oh, but Let me yeah. tell you what Bucky's is. It's basically it's a gas station hundred okay? pumps. it's It's a gas station and when I stopped at it had a hundred and fifty pumps.
4: Yeah
1: yeah. A consider hundred. it to be the super Stuckeys yeah. of the it, the new millennium.
0: It had a hundred and fifty pumps outside. You go in the bathroom, it's all like marble. In the bathroom, oh, yeah. the bathroom is bigger than my entire two-story house.
1: Yeah, imagine and, a convenience store the size of a Super Walmart.
0: Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, it's as big as a <laughs> Super Walmart. That's called it's called Bucky's. Oh
1: yeah, gosh, it's it's I a think, wonderful place. I, I tell
0: you what, Chinese may have been trying to get pictures of Bucky's. I don't know, man. <laughs> they probably were. But let me sure, tell you, yeah. There's one on the way from Orlando. If you get a chance, man,
4: if you get a chance, go to Bucky's. You got to go to Bucky's, man. Oh man, that's the first stop
1: we make on the road.
4: And you plan to be there for lunch or dinner. You have to plan to eat at Bucky's.
1: Yes, sir. Oh man. Woo. (laughs) Although I think we're probably going to end up doing something like Bubba Gump's in Daytona Mm -hmm. on the way back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I get. I don't know. Do we only have one Bucky's here in Tennessee now? Over, yeah, it's over in the eastern part. Over yeah, it's over towards. on I forty.
4: Yeah, up outside of this side of Knoxville.
0: Yeah, I, need, uh, I we stopped here going and coming. I I I didn't know if it was around Sevierville or I knew it was think somewhere it is over in that part of the country. Not
4: that. Yeah, yeah it's Not, on I forty over that yeah, way.
0: Yeah, Oh man, oh one hundred and fifty. They need to put pumps. one on this side.
4: Whew. Yes, I'm out do.
0: of I'm out of breath. 150, <laughs>
1: 150
0: <laughs> gas pumps. Oh, but I can't no imagine it and you know what it is hey hey, their gas price was really really low and there was a gas station right across the street and bucky's had gas for like i don't know you know you know two dollars and sixty cents i'm gonna make a number of 260 and a little gas station right across the street from bucky's they had gas for like (laughs) 389
1: yeah oh man can't compete against that kind of volume
4: we have a Bucky's between here and Atlanta that we hit, and there's a Love's truck stop across the street from there. Yeah. And they're always competing for price.
0: Well, I, I kind of like L- Love's. It's kind of a neat place, but ain't nothing matches Bucky's. Nothing no, <laughs>
2: no,
3: no, no. to no. put anything up, up north here. Whoo.
4: They'll be there eventually. Don't worry.
1: Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> now, I went to Bucky's the first time last year uh, at their Orlando Hamcation when we went up to St. Augustine and Oh man, that was that was a trip in itself. I didn't care about the rest of the day. I've been to Bucky's.
3: I tell you, man, if you so go we, inside, just, we don't want to allow that stuff up here in the Michigan's UP. Here. We like things as it is natural. We're down well, here. Well, let <laughs> me tell you. Let that, me that give you, that that let me give you stuff, a hint. That is for stuff that we tell people you put in downstate. Michigan. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> let me let me give you a hint. If you go inside Bucky's, take a GPS with you.
1: Amen. <laughs> or a map. Or you yeah. know. You know, send up smoke signals or something, yeah. or leave breadcrumbs so you can get in and out of the place.
3: Everybody used to joke that us in the Upper Peninsula we were 20 years behind everybody's times, and that's just the way we liked it. Now, oh, unfortunately, yeah. everybody's hearing about us. We're not, but uh, we uh, we like to keep it quiet about where we're up there.
0: Well, you know, hey, you yeah. know, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn's down in Mississippi, and they get made a lot of fun of it. You know, being in Mississippi, but the thing about it is, they had wireless like. We years had wireless ago.
3: long before they you had guys wireless did.
0: long before anybody, because you know
3: they proved well, that Charter, they dug down. Charter, they dug down. Cable was one of the places, the first places in, in the the nation was right up here in Marquette County, where I am. Up here, surprisingly, that's when they first hit the uh, the high speed cable.
0: Well, All down right. down there, Fair they down. dug so deep they still didn't hit any cable. So
4: they know we know they had a wireless.
1: Yeah, we've been wireless from day one, man. Yeah.
4: One more quick thing about Bucky's. Uh, if you need any of the 12 volt, 9 amp hour uh, lead acid batteries, they're 20 bucks a piece at Bucky's.
1: Holy cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How am yeah. I going to bring those back in my suitcase?
4: Very carefully.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have, well, first of all, they won't let you put them in check baggage, so it'd have to be in a carry on. <laughs> yeah. And there's a 40 pound limit on my carry on. So what?
4: Two batteries, you're done.
1: Two batteries, <laughs> I'm done. So I'm out of luck there.
4: Yeah. But they sell them, those in the, uh, six volt the little six volt batteries they sell them for the uh uh trail cameras
1: ah and the feeders
4: the deer feeders but i found those by accident i use them for UPSs and such
1: oh yeah that's what i do but you know like i say i can only haul two and no no i've got i've got other things on mine to buy at the ham fest oh yeah i mean dear gosh that the flea market area at hamcation is it rivals uh It's really wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's big. I agree They got a ton of boat anchors,
1: too. Oh.
4: Tom, are you going to Sevierville this year?
0: No, I'm not going to go. I mean, it's a long ways over here. I
4: know. You go to your cabins. Yeah,
0: our house is even further. But, man, that's a long ways. I'm getting too old to go that far, man. It's 500 miles over
4: here. We're going to go over. They have a craft fair along with the Ham Fest in Sevierville this year. So I talked my wife into going. Yeah. And What's I'll go down to Dalton, Georgia in two weeks. There's when a, is
1: the Sevierville Ham Fest? Uh,
4: uh, in March. It's yeah. like the third week in March. It's too soon for me.
0: So yeah. you probably know, there's a big gun store or something right there at Sevierville or off the Interstate. You know what I'm talking about?
4: Oh, that's North Georgia. There's a lot of gun stores. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> man, they got a lot of gun. Multi-level building. Yeah. You don't like the guns on this floor. Go down to the other floor, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let me make a quick announcement here really quick. Um, Okay, guys, you've been listening to Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio, about shortwave. And we're kind of in the uh, after-the-show show show right now where we invite guests to come in, and we just talk about anything and everything. So you can see we kind of got off the ham radio and shortwave subject, but we're having fun tonight. If you're out there listening on WBCQ 7490, hey, send us an email. Let us know how you're hearing the station. Send an email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. And you're, uh, you're welcome to join our live show on Tuesday nights on the Internet. It's a video TV type show, but it's going to w 5 u b. Dot com. W5KUB.com Tuesday nights 9 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, you can join us there. So glad you're with us tonight. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we've got about three minutes before we sign off uh, the shortwave station. So uh, back to our uh, discussion. Yeah,
3: yeah, I got about three minutes, and I'm about to call it. It's going 11 o'clock here. I drive oh, yeah. bus tomorrow, but uh, not till noon. So one of our retirement jobs is I drive transit bus on, on call. For, I got to run tomorrow.
0: All right.
2: Well,
3: yeah. I, uh, our buses are are blue and white here in our transit system. So, so I always tell everybody, I went from driving a black and white to a blue and white
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bus. And <yeah. laughs> hey, y'all have chains on the on those buses, front and back. <laughs>
3: I had a snowblower out this afternoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Tom doesn't know what one of those are. What was that? What? <laughs> a, what?
0: a snowblower. I, I'm not sure I heard that.
4: Snowboard. Yeah. Snowblower. Snowblower. Oh, snowblower. Snowblower. You know
1: them, them? 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 Little things that you push and it blows snow off the off the stuff. Well, I've one got. Well, I've got thing. Thing. <laughs> Mine's
3: a. Mine's got a 30 inch, 11 uh, horse errands yeah. for that. Yeah, that's a Michigan lawnmower.
0: Stuff. Well, I got I got one about that big. It goes on my back, and it blows air, and uh, I can blow the yard off pretty good with it. Mm-hmm. It it'll, it'll actually move rocks. I think it would move a brick if you know if I just. Oh, had I, a I think out. I got a yard
3: out somewhere underneath uh, multiple feet of snow out there. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I won't see that for a few more months.
1: You know, that's the thing. I uh, Years ago, I worked for Control Data, and I was always going to Minneapolis for training in the dead of winter, of course. And, I mean, I'd be getting up there, you know, like right after Christmas, and I'd stay for four weeks or whatever. And do you realize that I was with the company for like, what, 10 years before I actually got a spring trip and realized that you all did have grass and stuff underneath that snow?
0: <laughs> I, I, back, right? I, I mean every
1: time i went it was just pure white and cold 20 <laughs> below when i got there and 20 below when i left four six weeks later and i'm just like you can have it
3: but we're at a balmy 29 degrees right now yeah you can keep that just keep that up what, there okay? let
0: me see what we got right we just now. went through
3: the minus four degrees here the other day <laughs>
0: so just, well keep it this man it's getting cold out right now we're down to 58 <laughs> oh, it's gonna be 80
3: 80
0: yeah. in it's orlando 80 on thursday no? oh it yes. sunscreen
3: it was oh, 71 yeah. it was 71 oh, I the shade the first, today. The first time when we took our kids to uh, disney world is i'm talking quite a few years ago and it was actually my my first time i think out of snow in the winter and i remember getting off that plane in orlando yeah and going Wow, they're cutting grass.
2: They're flowers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the thing, you know, when I grew up in Miami, I had a little lawnmower business and I'd be mowing lawns every three days or four days. You know, I, I made a killing and I should have stayed in that business actually.
0: Well, you, you, you should have hired you a bunch of employees, so you didn't every month or two buy a new lawnmower. There you go. Where you yeah. where you know, where you get crews. now man, I mean there's crews that come through this neighborhood all the time, man. Yeah, just subcontracted yeah. out. I mean, th- you know, that's yeah. a business. Let me tell you, that is a business here. You know, absolutely. And, uh, but in in Miami, literally,
1: you're mowing the lawn every three or four days.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's ten o'clock. It's time. I think we're going to shut this thing down, and uh, we're going to go get us some popcorn or something and watch that Arkansas good. State Police chases. <laughs> Remember, go to YouTube, do a search Arkansas State Police chases and you will you'll be surprised guys
1: the problem with that is you watch one and then you watch the next one and the yeah. next one and before you know it it's four o'clock in the morning and you got go oh, to go to work the next day
3: yeah well, at least up here we, we didn't have highways as long as they have in those places so, well, yeah. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs> yeah yeah so you
0: run mean, the
3: lakes run the lake superior which is two blocks two miles from my house before you get there <laughs> yeah yeah well oh, you guys I'm gonna call her a yeah. till next week. Say
4: seventy three. Take care. All right, seventy three. Yeah. Good Got night it. to
0: everybody. We uh enjoyed having everybody with us tonight, and we will see you next week.
4: All right, seventy three.
0: Night Wait. all.